1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Calvin Bassey is set for a club record Rangers exit with Ben Davis on the way in. Aaron Moy is closing in on a signing for Celtic and Scottish clubs find out their European qualifying opponents. I'm Andrew McLean and taking a break from his sunbathing today is Hugh Keevans. Signings everywhere you look for Celtic and Rangers. So Andrew, it is obligatory that the Rangers fans say our signings are better than theirs and it is mandatory that the Celtic fans say our signings are better than theirs my summary is that Joe Aribo's departure along with Calvin Bassey reduces Rangers quality however they have brought in players of a very high standard and Celtic have added to the title winning squad get set for the biggest matchup since what's his name Affleck and what's her name <laughs> I'm glad you're keeping up to date with uh, current affairs and popular culture here. 01419511025 on the phone. So much happening over the weekend. Calvin Bassey is so close to joining Ajax. That'll be a club record sale for Rangers. Of course, Aaron Moy is just about to sign for Celtic. It looks like Ben Davis on the way in to be Calvin Bassey's replacement as well. We found out European qualifying opponents for Rangers Motherwell, Dundee United today as well so I don't care if you're sitting out the back and you're getting a bit of sun pal listening to us we still want to hear from you 0141 951 1025 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB but I think there is only one place to start Hugh it has been the longest running story of the summer and it finally looks as if we're coming to a conclusion Ajax have had a bid accepted for Calvin Bassey he's in Amsterdam that should go through imminently now it's believed the initial fee is around 20 million pounds on top of that there's a 10% sell on clause Rangers could earn more as well through percentage uh, performance related bonuses as well down the line so what do you make of that bit of business I think it's outstanding business from a Rangers perspective from January and the transfer of Nathan Patterson to Everton to July with Joe Aribo and now Calvin Bassey going Rangers have made something on the order of 40 million pounds on an academy graduate and two players who were brought in at a total cost of half a million pounds. There is no other way of looking at that in business terms, in strictly business commercial terms, no other way of looking at that other than amazing. You look at Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and the role he's had to play in Calvin Bassey's development because Calvin Bassey was playing a lot in the first half of the season, but I think if you told most people that he would be on Ajax's radar this mm. summer and would be going for a club record fee there would be a few eyebrows raised but since Giovanni Van Bronckhorst came in he's done well at left back he's yeah. done well at centre back he's put in some huge performances and some big games the Europa League final the Scottish Cup final and as it got towards the end of the season it almost seemed inevitable that there would be clubs circling Shows you the value of getting to a European final both in terms of Aribo and Calvin Bassey it's the quickest acceleration from hundreds of thousands of pounds to tens of millions of pounds that I can remember. And uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst deserves immense credit for having achieved all that in a six-month period. Well, let's hear from you at home. 0141 whether it's Calvin Bassey, whether it's Ben Davis, whether it's Aaron Moy, whether it's 
transfers at your own club as well whether it's European football we want to hear from you 0141 951 1025 and it is a big big fee Hugh and that can only be good for Scottish football I know that fans of rival clubs always like to squabble over fees and what each other's players are worth and what mm-hmm. the, they shouldn't be worth and clubs shouldn't be paying that money for them but when a fee like this comes in no matter who the selling club is it can only be a good thing for Scottish football that our players in our league are being recognised for you know what they're doing whether it's on the European stage whether it's on the domestic stage and clubs are willing to pay good money for them and it will encourage others to come here knowing that it's a first class stepping stone uh, Malik Tillman being a, a, the latest example uh, Rabi Matondo uh, they're, they've come here looking at Rangers and thinking you know, you have a great time while you're here with the possibility of a big move elsewhere. There are still two outstanding conundrums, though, Andrew. Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos. Timing is everything. Uh, Alfredo Morelos could have gone a couple of years ago for really big money. But Rangers hesitated, and I think the chance of really big money for Morelos has gone. But when the money came in for Calvin Bassey, it was simply too good to turn down. Do you feel that this money coming in for Calvin Bassey could change the situations of Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos at all in terms of maybe Rangers being able to offer them more in terms of wage or signing on fee and something that, that might incentivise them to stay at the club rather than you know stay in a situation where they've got one year left on their contract? Before Rangers have to make a final call on the pair of them, they will know their fate with regard to the Champions League group stages because they will either have made it or been eliminated, and that may change the, the complexion. However, if on top of the £40 million you've brought in in transfer fees, you get another £40 million for qualification for the Champions League group stages, that, again, could alter what happens to Kent and Morelos, but they have to be careful. You know, Having once had an offer of £16 million for Alfredo Morelos, you can't let him just run down his contract. Let's hear from you at home 01419511025 But before we do that Let's hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst This was him speaking about Calvin Bassi's situation To Sky Sports on Saturday Well of course I want to keep Calvin You know I think he's one of the players Who had an incredible development The last six months You know coming from From the bench into the team And uh, never left the team uh, So I'm ha- really happy with his, with his performances But you know, also when you have players who are playing very well uh, in the league, but also in, in Europe, that the attention will will uh, will be there. But uh, you know, I think in the end, you know, I think everything we do, I think it has to be in in, in the best interest of the club. I think we um, we have the the squad quite uh, quite uh, you know well at the moment. So we we, we changed all the the players who left. And, um, Comparing to last season, we get new players in, but of course, you know, uh, Kelvin going maybe as well. You know, we have to look for, uh, for for another player to add to the squad. But you know, we are we have our list ready. So uh, once you know the deal is done, uh, we can uh, we can we can um, work on, on another player coming in. Well, that's it, Hugh. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst said it himself. He said he'd he'd love to keep Calvin Bassey, but in Scottish football, there just comes a, a price, essentially. Every player has a price that, when that's met, clubs just have to accept it. He used the most important phrase of all. You have to look after the best interests of the club. In a very short space of time, Calvin Bassey became an item. All of Europe could see what an item he was as Rangers progressed to the final uh, of the European Europa League. Uh, so you have to strike while the iron is hot. He 
was a much sought after property. The money is right, the time is right, and Rangers have done the right thing by selling. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst also saying in that clip that Rangers will refer to their list of possible replacements. And if you are a, a club that knows you have sellable assets, it's important that your recruitment team has a list of potential replacements. And Rangers have acted very quickly on that because it looks as if they are going to sign a very familiar name to a lot of us. Liverpool defender Ben Davis looks set for a £3 million move to Ibrox. That deal could rise to £4 million. We know he almost joined Celtic in the January transfer window of 2021. Liverpool then had a bit of an injury crisis at that point at centre-back. They decided to dive in and take him at the last minute, really. So we didn't go to Celtic and we've heard callers on the phone all summer. Celtic fans saying, you know what, wouldn't mind seeing Ben Davis come to Celtic in this transfer window. And now a, a ton of events that it looks as if he's going to be rocking up at Ibrox. Which is why he will start off as an instant hero in the eyes of the Rangers supporters because he could have gone to Celtic, but he didn't. And now he's at Rangers. And the Celtic fans will be obliged to say, never wanted him anyway, he couldn't get a game for Liverpool, he was a flop. I was going to say that the fact that Calvin Bassey is, is being sold at this point in the window, it's only the 18th of July, it'll give Rangers a lot of time to assess moving forward, but... They've not even needed that time. They've gone out, they've picked their target, they've picked a price and they've managed to negotiate it. You've got great money going to the club. Now they have to make sure that the signings they have made hit the ground running for the club. Antonio Cholak, uh, Rabbi Matondo, Tom Lawrence, Malik Tillman, John Suter even, who was technically signed last season but is now uh, available for this season. Uh, you have to make sure that you've done the right thing commercially speaking. You've brought players in at competitive prices and you've sold players for top class prices. How do you see that dynamic working at the back for Rangers? Because Conor Goldson has signed a new deal. He, you would expect, is going to be a regular starter as he has been in the four years he's been at Rangers. You've then got Ben Davis, who's coming in for good money, 26 years old, at his peak. John Souter has been signed and has been you know, a promising Scottish centre-back for a long time now. There's still Philip Hellander. There's still Leon King, who's a prospect coming mm-hmm. through. Nikola Katic is back at the club after a loan spell. So Rangers have a lot of options there. Rangers lost a lot of uh, careless points last season. It wasn't the reason why Celtic won the league. Celtic won the league because they went through 32 matches without losing any. That's why Celtic won the league. However, along the way, Rangers lost careless points and defensive frailty was apparent in the unlikeliest of settings. I think they've addressed that problem now. They look very, very strong at the back. Well, let's hear from you at home 01419511025 One gap that Calvin Bassey leaves is the fact that he was versatile He played at centre-back, he played at left-back We saw him put in a big performance at centre-back in the Europa League final A big performance at left-back in the Scottish Cup final You then wonder, do Rangers then need to sign another left-back to replace Ben Davis? I think has played there, isn't natural there The only real option there is, is Borna Barisic now I think uh, Calvin Bassey was required to show his versatility because Rangers were short at the back. But I think the problems have been addressed. I think they've now got sufficient cover at the back. I'm not sure that another defender is what Giovanni Van Bronckers needs. 
The way Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was talking in the clip we heard there, he seemed pretty happy and pretty settled with the squad he had. He said he wanted a you know a, a similar squad to the squad he had last season. Yes, they've lost a couple of players, but he feels he's replaced them already. Would you expect that Rangers transfer business, barring any big exits, whether it is Morelos or Kent in the final year of their contract, would you expect Rangers to be close to the end of their business now? Depends, Andrew, on these Champions League group stage matches I think the draw today uh, is an interesting one your immediate inclination is to say well a couple of seasons ago uh, Royal Union were playing in the the second tier of Belgian football but they did finish second in the top tier of Belgian football last season so they're not to be dismissed but I think it's as good a draw as Rangers would have hoped for it looked at one point in the window that Celtic were getting all their business done and Rangers were lagging behind. They hadn't really got many deals done. You look now about a week and a half on, Rangers have got plenty of signings through the door and that can only be a positive thing when you've got these early qualifiers, when they're going into that game against Union Singeloise and then after that we need to see who they'll face after that if they get through. But they've not waited about to see whether there's going to be Champions League money and taking a gamble on that. They are well stocked They've got plenty of players in there now It's just now Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Making sure that he can get them all playing the right way In terms of Rangers and Celtic We live in a state of fever All the time This is July 19 uh, you know, uh, July 18 18th, uh, yep Yeah, we, uh, we still have until the end of August You know, so For Celtic and Rangers A lot of water to pass under the bridge well, let's go back to the phones. 01419511025. David is a Rangers fan in Cumbernauld. David, it looks as if this Calvin Bassey deal is going to go through any minute now. What do you make of the business that's been done? Uh, it's been absolutely brilliant. If you think about uh, the price that he came in for, around about half a million pounds, something around about that section, and selling them for around about the 30 million mark, that's absolutely brilliant. Did you say 30 million there, David? Well, I think it's real. It's around about the twenty way the ads on. So it just depends on what happens if he plays certain games and things like that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure it's going to reach thirty million pounds, Hugh. No. But when you look at the the fee broken down, it looks as if it's going to be twenty million pounds up front. There can be. Uh, add-ons in there a, a few million here and there there's a 10% sell-on clause it's it's more than likely not going to reach £30 million that we need to take an absolutely huge fee down the line for Calvin Bassey to leave Ajax for in the future but either way as David says I think it was £230,000 was the compensation yeah. fee that Rangers paid Leicester for him and now a couple of years down the line he's going for a, a huge fee I would summarise Calvin Bassey's situation by saying to David and to other supporters If I had said to you On the 18th of July 2021 Calvin Bassey will go To Ajax For £20 million in a year's time You wouldn't have believed me And you know argu- Arguably at that time You would have been correct not to believe me But it's reality now David, Ben Davis looks as if he's Going to come in very quickly After Calvin Bassey leaves Is that what you like to see as a supporter That once you lose a player that the club are straight on it finding the replacement straight away yeah I think it's been really good uh, we haven't really 
seem to be catching up, uh, catching up on ourselves, if you know what I mean. It seems as if we've sorted our business out and we know everything is happening. So I think with Calvin Bassey gone, I think that's going to seal up the rest of the transfers that uh, that could have been gone about, uh, the Ryan Kent, etc. I think that's going to solve that problem as well. Uh, so it's just looking really good from the Rangers standpoint, uh, get those young players in that we've got in as well and uh, this new guy for Liverpool as well it's seeming everything's coming up for Rangers Hugh does it solve that problem with Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos because you would think that despite the fact that they're getting this money in for Calvin Bassey that if a bid comes in for Ryan Kent or Alfredo Morelos and if they've only got one year left on their deal that the money for Calvin Bassey would that affect Rangers accepting or rejecting a deal if the two aren't going to sign a new deal if that is the case? I go back to the Champions League scenario. If you qualify and you have more tens of millions of pounds coming into the club, then Rangers become cash rich and that could determine whether Morelos stays and Kent. Um, But if there is no Champions League qualification, it may cause Rangers to hit the pause button David is there any more business to be done for Rangers in your eyes or are you quite happy with what Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has done at the moment and you wouldn't mind if it stayed the same way come the end of the transfer window uh, there is one name I'd like to see come but it's looking less and less likely as the summer transfer window goes on I'd, I'd love to see Billy Gilmore come back in some sort of capacity I think that's the type of player we need. A ball-playing midfielder. I know we've got Stephen Davis there and a lot of, and Ryan Jack. Um, but both of them, you can't rely on them playing every single game of the season. We need another ball-playing midfielder. And I think Billy Gilmore fits that ilk. Well, David's saying it's looking less and less likely. Reports today that Billy Gilmore has left Chelsea's training camp in America along with a few other players it looks as if they're not part of Thomas Tuchel's plans I think Armando Broja who was on loan at Southampton last season is joining West Ham on loan it looks as if Billy Gilmore will be heading out on loan could you see that being Rangers? Well we are complimenting ourselves here in Scotland for having a rich time about selling our best young men to Serie A in the, the case of Lewis Ferguson, Josh Doig uh, we've had Aaron Hickey leaving Serie A to go to the English Premier League with Brentford uh, all manner of things going on how good is Scotland when Calvin Bassey can come here and in a very short space of time turn himself into a £20 million Ajax player I'm not sure that you do it in reverse order I'm not sure that if you're Billy Gilmer you go back to Scotland the move to Norwich was just a disaster for him but I think another English Premier League club would be a a likelier scenario for him than a return to Scottish football. Well, thank you to David, whether it's Calvin Bassey, whether it's Ben Davis, Aaron Moy, European qualifiers, whatever you want to chat about, 0141-951-1025. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans here with me Andrew McLean in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard 0141951025 on the phones or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB and 
who I must say I, I now know why uh, everyone all the pundits were predictions were so bad last season yeah. because on the 18th of July when there's still a month and a half of the transfer window to go we were accosted in the office today by producer Callum forcing us to fill in our predictions still a couple of weeks to go before the league season I won't give away any spoilers we'll do the big reveal in a couple of weeks time when the season begins but tough tough season isn't it look let's be honest there's no point in me sitting on the fence my predictions will be rank rotten in July, they'll be rank rotten in August, and they will go through September, October, November, December, and so forth. So, but at least I've gone to the front of the queue and I've got it written down. And you and I agree on one thing, won't reveal which one it was, but as I said to you, oh well, that's you had it, you've agreed with me. Well, you'll all find out in the not-too-distant future. 01419511025. Before we get back to the phones, there is some breaking news coming out of France, and it is that Fashion Sakala looks as if he's closing in on a loan move to Auxerre. So he played plenty of games for Rangers last season, Hugh, yep. but Rangers have brought in plenty of players in those forward areas. It looks as if that could be a deal that is getting closer. Well, the, the fans liked him. He played football with a smile on his face. However... I take it that if he's being allowed to go to Ozea, he's not in Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's plans. Well, let's go back to the phones. John is a Rangers fan in Mary Hill. John, we've been talking about this Calvin Bassey deal that looks imminent now. What are you making of it? Yeah, good evening, guys. Thanks for having us on. Um, yeah, I was just speaking to Callum, the producer. Uh, I would like to start by saying that um, what a great bit of business and a big thanks to Stephen Gerrard for obviously picking him out for the Leicester Academy and get them at a steal at £230,000 because we've just banked in a region of probably £20 million, which will be huge for the club and for money to spend on players and with add-ons. Um, so uh, what do you think about that, guys? Yeah, I think there is always a, a team of people at every club that are responsible for the recruitment, Hugh. So whether it was Stephen Gerrard, whether it was one of his backroom staff, whether it was you know, one of the, the recruitment people at Rangers, someone has pinpointed Calvin Bassey and whether they are at the club or not anymore, I'm sure that uh, the people at the club at the moment will be very appreciative of the work they did getting Calvin Bassey in the door. But at the same time, someone at Leicester will turn to someone else at Leicester and say, did no one spot his potential? He's gone off to Ajax for £20 million. And we've, we had him at our academy. Where are the talent spotters at this club? You go back to Glenn Kamara coming from Dundee, £50,000. You know, I always thought that somebody at Dundee must have turned to somebody else at Dundee and said, £50,000. And now look at him. So it's you have to be very careful. You have to be... I mean, Rangers are very astute. They've brought in these players and they are making fortunes off them now. But those who fail to spot their potential in the first place, they've let their clubs down. John, were you resigned to losing Calvin Bassey in this transfer window? Were you holding out hope that Rangers would keep a hold of him? See, to be honest with you, I think everybody knew um, the season he's had, and more so um, at the Seville game, which I was at. It was absolutely outstanding. Big powering. I said this on the show way back seven months ago, that this guy is... He's a big workhorse, you know, he's a big lumpy lad, he's pacey, the strength on him. It'll be a massive loss to the club, but we've got to look at it in the positive with the money we've got in from him, plus add-ons. It's incredible for a fee of 230000 Yeah, that's absolutely astonishing. But no, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
pretty gutted by losing them, but I think everybody knew that that was going to happen anyway, so it's not really a surprise. Yeah, Hugh, it will obviously be a big disappointment to Rangers and Rangers fans that they didn't win the Europa League final, but you've got to think that Calvin Bassey's performance has gone a long way to the interest that has been shown in him this window. See, Bassey goes with my quote ringing in his ears. The minute he walked in the joint, I could tell he was a real big defender. That's what. That's why. It's your quote. That's what's done it all. Yeah. That's led to this. I'll take a share of the 20 million. Thanks, Calvin. John, in terms of Rangers business now, Ben Davis looks as if he'll be through the door very shortly. Is that a move you're looking forward to seeing? Is that the sort of Bassey replacement you're looking for? To be honest with you guys, this is something I said to Callum's producer. I don't know anything about um, Ben Davis, to be quite honest with you. He looks a complete different body shape altogether. Bassey's quite a big, powerful looking guy. He seems quite a kind of um, small frame type, of, but I'm, I'm actually not too sure. Um, that's something maybe you might be able to highlight. Uh, obviously, he's he's got a bit, a bit of quality for Liverpool to take in the first place, but Liverpool's got that much quality. He's been obviously out and loan, I think, to Sheffield United last year. Yeah, I think he is still a big guy. I think he's about six foot four, Hugh. Yeah. But I, I remember a lot of talk about Ben Davis when he was almost moving to. Celtic about a year and a half ago and the talk then was that he was performing extremely well for Preston North End in the Championship that's what then earned him his move to Liverpool obviously other clubs including Celtic were looking at him didn't get a look in at Liverpool at all when they had their injury crisis they used other players then although I'm not sure you can hold not getting a game for Liverpool against someone when they're coming to the Scottish Premiership but since then he's been loaned out to Sheffield United so he has played football since then and that's clearly enough for Rangers to decide he's the man they want Fans look at the player's backstory and think well you know pressing North End on loan Sheffield United didn't get one minute of competitive play at Anfield nah not sure that's a great signing however go back to Cameron Carter Vickers who came to Celtic having been on loan at at least five clubs in England and never really hitting the high water mark at any of them but arrived at Celtic and was an instant success and the Celtic fans demanding that he turn the loan deal into a permanent deal and very happy to see Cameron Carter Vickers start the season with Celtic John, what's next for Rangers in the transfer market then if Ben Davies comes through the door uh, do you expect any more business to be done? Rangers have made a good few signings in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I think he will probably bring in maybe another two players. I don't even know what the fee is for Ben Davis. What, what are they talking about? Is it, it looks as if it's going to be an initial fee of around three million pounds and could rise to four million with performance-related add-ons. It is probably a lot of money considering where he's been shipped out to. But obviously, the guys have done their their uh, homework on him. Um, but as I say, I don't know much about the guy. But regarding a couple other players, yeah, because I think obviously as we were saying earlier on, there's a couple of players to get uh, loaned out or shipped out type of thing. So I would think maybe another two to come in. I don't even know what the situation is on Morelis. Just on the other hand, to 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 quickly just mention it because I think he's still injured at the moment. So I don't know what the play is there regarding Morelis because he seems to have still been carrying this injury from last year. Yeah, he's been taking part in light training over the past few days, Hugh. So you'd expect that that means he's probably touch and go when it comes to the first weekend of the league season. But if you're taking part in light training, probably not too far away from getting back in action. It's a delicate one for Rangers because you saw last season the effect it had on Rangers when Morelos got the injury and all of a sudden you're having to put square pegs and round holes up front. 
uh, at the same time his contract is running out. Everyone knows that Rangers could have had £16 million for him a couple of years ago, but did not strike where the iron was hot, as they have done with Calvin Bassey. So Morelos becomes a, a difficult one for Rangers until we find out whether Rangers are willing to extend his contract, whether he's willing to sign an extension, and I suspect we won't know that until the last days of August. Well, thank you to John, the Rangers fan in Mary Hill. Let's stick with the phones because we've got John, a Celtic fan in Wishaw. John, I think you want to talk about the Calvin Bassey deal. What are you making of it? Hugh. Yes, sir. Hugh, do you think he's worth £20 million? Uh, if, I, if Ajax pay £20 million, that makes him worth £20 million. Hugh, Hugh, I never asked you that. I said, do you think he's worth £20 million? What I think is immaterial because a club was willing to pay that money for him. I think it's a, an amazing acceleration from a player who cost hundreds of thousands of pounds to go for tens of millions of pounds. But I wouldn't be so insulting as to say he's definitely not worth that. If, if Hugh, I, who made the mistake up in Ross County to, to give away a goal? I fully understand that. But, but who he, made the mistake with Motherwell at the halfway line to give away a goal? So you're telling me then that by dint of these two mistakes that he's not worth that money. But listen, you want the other one, Europa Cup final, Goldson lets the ball go and the guy runs across uh, Bassey. I'm not the guy's dis- a liability, Hugh, and they've got found out when he goes to Ajax. Well, I, I think to he, call... Found out he's never worth £20 million. John, how much he's do you think he's worth? £20 million. John, how much would you say Calvin Bassey's worth? Five. Five million? Five but, million. But you know, the, 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 the chief principle of the transfer market, John, is that you are worth what somebody is willing to pay for you. So whether you think he's a liability, which I think is... Extremely harsh and insulting. If Ajax wish to pay twenty million pounds for him, then that makes him a twenty million pound player. John, as part of transfer fees as well, when clubs are buying a player that is twenty-two years old, are they not also buying potential as well? What they think the player could be worth in the future? Aye, the same as Jota at Celtic, who we stole for six and a half million. Well, you know, I'm very much afraid, John, that here we have what I was speaking about at the start of the programme. It is obligatory for Celtic fans to say Rangers have got themselves bad players and have sold a player who's never worth that kind of money. And it's mandatory that Rangers supporters will now follow you and say the Celtic supporter doesn't know what he's talking about. That's the name of the game, Hugh, isn't it? People will phone in now. That's and I'll it. be sitting going, what a lot of rubbish you're talking, mate. And, th- and that's why I said it at the very start of the programme, because I understand the market out there. John, Hugh, what- can I ask you again? Yeah. What do you think he's worth? In your mind, what, what would you pay for him? I would have thought that 15. Hmm? So that's 5 million less? By a simple rule of thumb, yes, that's 5 million less. That's yeah. 5 million less. John, what are you making of the business going on at Celtic at the moment? Excellent, excellent. The Blackburn game was a good game. A couple of, well, the first goal was, was a silly goal, but the, the speed Celtic are playing it, and Jota, and uh, I think Abad is a great, I mean, he's only a young boy. He's he's going to come right on a game this season. And then you've got the other guys coming in. And I think the boy O'Reilly is going to be the player of the season this year. Celtic have been linked with Aaron Moy as well, the Australian international. It looks as if he will be coming into Parkhead very soon on an initial short-term deal with a possibility of an extension. Is that a deal you know too much about, John? Is that a no. deal you'd like to see? 
I think he played with Brighton, didn't he? Did he play with Brighton? Yeah, he played with Brighton and Huddersfield down south. Well, I don't really watch the English football, but Hugh might know about him more than me because his grandson supports Brighton. Correct. And he's got his season ticket with his dad for next season as well. And when you get a Brighton season ticket, you get free travel to and from the games. Did you know that? I think Aberdeen have sorted something similar out this season as well. So maybe that's the way of the future. But anyway, Aaron Moy, if he has previously played for England's biggest club, then he can play up here for Celtic. England's biggest club Is that Are you on a Sort of promotional tour For Brighton here Is that you well, Trying yeah. to get a job In marketing for them I'm just hoping that Billy Reid's listening Down there The next time I go down It's his chance To buy dinner In terms of Aaron Moy He's a player That Ange Postacoglu Knows very well They've worked together On the international stage When Ange Postacoglu Was the Australia manager So Ange Postacoglu Knows exactly What he's getting Yeah I mean listen Again we're back to The Rangers fans Will say Oh Aaron Moy couldn't make it at St Mirren. You know, they, they have to pay attention and they have to bear in mind that they've just sold a player for £20 million who arrived with, you know, nothing like the reputation he has now. And Celtic have got Jota who arrived with people saying, oh, you know, looks a tricky kid, but can he do it? And he's proved time and time again that he can and that's why Celtic have paid the money for him. So... I know it's obligatory for people to dive off the deep end and say that someone will be either a world beater or a disaster. But let them get here. There are plenty of examples from last season of people who came with a small reputation and now have a big one. John, when you look at the Celtic squad with Tom Rogic leaving in the well this summer, was that a position that Celtic needed to strengthen? Well, I think I think O'Reilly's the man for in that position. I think he's I think he's excellent, that guy. Can I just ask you something? Yes. Hugh, see if I got a Brighton season ticket, would they pay mafias all the way down to Brighton? Well, they're obliged to because that's what happens. My grandson tells me you buy a Brighton season ticket, you get free travel. I'm sure there will be some sort of rules John, and stipulations in there as well. On you go. John, you're a man that's always looking for a legal loophole. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's there, take it. Well thank you to John 01419511025 There's plenty happening Transfers Loads of transfers going on At the moment Of course European qualifiers We found out a few opponents As well on that front So whatever you want to chat about 01419511025 01419511025 This is Scottish football's lead leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans here with me Andrew McLean in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard and every conversation I've had with everyone today is about the weather and about the heat and we don't care about that we want to talk about Scottish football 01419511025 on the phones and Scott is a Rangers fan up next in Govan Scott what have you got for us tonight? Hi Andrew and Joe um, I was saying to Callum there um, I was going to phone earlier And when I heard Hugh was on I wasn't going to bother Because you hardly ever get Hugh agreeing with you But Let's see if it happens this John, time uh, After listening to John I'm trying to paint my hole And I'm just laughing my head off um, Why is it going to bother a Celtic fan With another team Whatever team it is Making money off another player um, I don't understand it. I don't care how much Celtic pay or setting in or get for their player. They, they've got it. Um, I'm not sure why it should bother a Celtic fan how much a £22 that Ajax are going to pay for Bassey. 
because well, first of all, uh, Scott, I hope that, that uh, all that laughing hasn't given you a dodgy paint job in your hallway. But Hugh, that, that is the way that Scottish football works, yeah. isn't it? That's that's rivalry for you. That's the West of Scotland. John confessed that he called in because that is the nature of the programme. Uh, he's a Celtic fan and he's thinking that Ajax have paid far too much money for a Rangers player. Uh, but Scott, I go back to the main principle of the transfer market and that is if someone is willing to pay 20 million pounds for you you're a 20 million pound player and whether I think he's worth 15 and you think he's worth more than that or less than that is immaterial if Ajax think he's worth 20 million rising to 23 million as we are led to believe then that makes Calvin Bassey undoubtedly without any shadow of a doubt, a £20 million player. Scott, just how good a piece of business does that feel for Rangers? I think it's a, a great bit of business, not just him, but Aribo. I mean, these are two players we bought in for £530,000. Um, I know fans have been phoning in, Rangers fans saying about Aribo, that um, oh, we could get more, but he had a £10 million clause in his contract. So we wouldn't have got any more than £10 million anyway. Um, I think it's a great bit of business and long may it continue. It's a great bit of business, Scott, if Rangers go on and win the title. If they remove Calvin Bassey and Joe Arrivo from the equation and don't go on to win the title, then the business is called into question because you reduced the overall quality of the team by uh, selling them. And if you don't win the title bringing in players who could not make a big enough difference to take the title back from Celtic. Scott, with Ben Davies coming in as well, do Rangers have a stronger squad going into the season than they did leaving last season? I think they've got a very strong squad now with the signings. Um, but Andrew, bringing up Ben Davies there, um, I think Liverpool seen us coming. Um, I think I read that it was it cost them um, in the last day of the transfer um, 500000 he never played for them. Um, he was out on loan, and then we're going to buy him for three up to four million pounds. I think Liverpool's seen us coming there. So, but it's well, nice. well, the reason, first of all, Scott, the reason Hugh that Ben Davies went for quite a low fee at that point was because he had six months remaining yeah. on his contract, which you know naturally a player will cost less than their market value just based on the fact that they only have six months less. That's why Celtic were interested as well because it looked like a, a good cut price deal for. Ben Davies at the time Complex business Transfers Because Liverpool know That Rangers have got a few bob uh, And Rangers have a need And the need is to Do something about Calvin Bassey's departure For Holland So That's when it's a You know You scratch my back Now scratch yours And we, we arrive at a figure um, Of three to four million pounds For Ben Davies um, It's not as simple as saying Oh Liverpool saw Rangers coming. Rangers have a need. Liverpool have a player who Rangers think will fill that need. And that's why the money is as it is because Liverpool know that Rangers can afford it. It remains to be seen how Ben Davies will do in Scottish football, but I don't think you can write him off just based on the fact that he didn't get a game for Liverpool. We've seen it countless times that players haven't got a game for several other clubs around Europe and they've come to the Scottish Premiership and done well. Jota wasn't getting a game yeah. for Benfica. He came in last season and did very well at Celtic. i give you Cameron Carter-Vickers. He couldn't get a game at Tottenham uh, for love 
no money. But he was one of Celtic's top men last season and the fans demanded that his loan deal be turned into a permanent deal. So before we start condemning players as being not up to the job, think about Cameron Carter-Vickers. Scott, what's next for Rangers in this transfer window then? Are you quite happy with the squad the way it is? Do you feel there's any specific areas that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst should be targeting next? No, I think I'm very happy with it just now. Um, the last two signings have been great. The young boy for Germany there uh, for a year's loan, I think um, he's a really good signing and hopefully we can make it a permanent deal next year. Yeah, that Malik Tillman deal went through over the weekend, Hugh. It's a loan deal at the moment. Uh, Rangers have an option to buy him next summer in the way that Celtic did with Jota and Cameron Carter-Vickers last summer. And Giovanni Van Bronckhorst over the weekend was speaking about Malik Tillman and feels that he's a, a good replacement, a good player to bring in after the departure of Joe Aribo. We'll see when football matches are played because uh, when they brought in Ahmad Diallo, uh, Rangers had signed a wonder kid who had uh, a huge transfer fee in the background and so on and so forth and he was a flop so we'll see what happens it's a very complex business uh, not just on the commercial side of things now where you've got add-ons sell-ons buybacks you've got all manner of complications in terms of contracts now but the best thing for Malik Tillman to come here and do is put on a jersey and play with Scott, we also found out some of the opponents in European qualifying for some of our Scottish clubs. Rangers will play Union St. Gelouise from Belgium. Is that a club you know much about at all? How are you feeling ahead of that game? Um, I didn't know anything about them at all until obviously the draw was made and then I looked them up. Um, like last year, I thought we would beat Malmo home and away. Um, that wasn't the case. I'm saying we should beat them, but at the end of the day, you just got to wait and see what happens and hopefully being at Ibrox, seeing the crowd and seeing the atmosphere, hopefully we can we can get through that one and the, and the next one to go into the Champions League. Yeah, they're not a household name, Hugh. They were no. only promoted back into the Belgian top flight last season for the first time in almost 50 years, but they went straight into the top flight and finished second. They had a very impressive season, so they're not a, a team to be underestimated, but Rangers will feel confident that in these two-legged knockout ties that they showed they can do it against some big teams last season. The key to these things, I always think, is could it have been worse for Rangers? Yes. Therefore, it's a decent draw. Well, thank you to Scott. That's all we've got time for on the phones tonight. But of course, there were other draws as well. Motherwell, of course, face Sligo Rovers at home this week. The return leg is next week. I always enjoy these early qualifiers. They found out their potential next opponents and one of them could be Sparta Prague, which, mm. of course, they were played against Rangers last season in the group stages of the Europa League. It was a, a win apiece. Rangers winning at Ibrook, Sparta Prague winning in Prague. So if Motherwell do get past Sligo Rovers, could be in for a tough tie in the next round. Got to get past the mighty Sligo first of all though. That's where my grandfather came from to arrive here in Scotland. So don't underestimate folks in Sligo. Look who he produced as a grandson. Well, is that a good endorsement? No. I'll let people decide at home Probably for themselves. Not. Dundee United will take on either AZ Alkmaar or Tulsa City in the Europa Conference League. Uh, Tulsa City are from Bosnia and Herzegovina, a team that not too many people will know much about. AZ Alkmaar, a much more familiar name in the, the Dutch top flight. So that could well be a, a tough tie for Dundee United as well. Our producer Callum has been 
on Skyscanner Booking all the flights already today First European tie for a decade For Dundee United You know I, I, I well remember the The halcyon days of getting the European finals For Dundee United And uh, they were a real item The only team to have beaten Barcelona Twice in European competition uh, So after a decade In the European wilderness Back they come under Jack Ross And uh, should Guy I'm sure he'll guide them yeah, it'll be good to see five of our clubs competing in Europe. I know it's just the qualifiers, but they've all got a chance of doing it. We know Hearts are going to go into the group stages, whether it's the Europa League or the Conference League. Rangers are guaranteed at least Europa League group stage football. Celtic are guaranteed Champions League group stage football. And then it remains to be seen what's going to happen with Motherwell and Dundee United. But exciting times for Scottish football. Without a doubt. And it will add colour to the season. Uh, a season in which we'll have a five-week break where we have a World Cup that we're not at. And then we'll have the introduction of VAR, which nobody wants. Uh, so, fun and games ahead. Well, thank you for all your calls and your tweets and for listening in at home. Thank you to Hugh Keevans as well. Plenty of transfers look as if they're about to go through imminently. And I'll be back tomorrow night with Gordon DL. Stick around tonight, though. What a soundtrack to the sunshine. Callum Gallagher's coming up next. 